Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. I love fruit, and as the weather warms up, the most delicious berries and melons and citrus are coming into season. Summer, for me, though, is all about the mangoes. Fruit is delicious, but also very sugary. And is there such a thing as too much fruit for your child? Mandy Sacher is a paediatric nutritionist, founder of Wholesome Child, and author of Wholesome Child, a complete nutrition guide and cookbook. Mandy is in the studio now to take us through the best fruits for summer and some fun recipes for summer get-togethers. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi. Good. Thanks for having me, Siobhan. It's a pleasure. Firstly, can we eat too much fruit? Well, you know, although fruit is super healthy, the fact is we can eat too much of fruit. So we should be eating around two serves per day. And if a child's very active or an adult's very active, you can go up to three serves of fruit. But when fruit really becomes a problem is when it's replacing other foods in the diet. Um, right. So I had a I had a client come to me with her daughter, this gorgeous little petite four-year-old, and all she wanted to do was eat fruit and over and above every other food. So when it gets to that stage, yes, it's a problem. If you're going out and there's ice cream and lollies and your child's grabbing for their second mango of the day, I say, well yeah. done, go <laughs> I for know, it. I was going to say, that, that parent is on my shoulders going, well exactly. done. So, so is there a difference between too much fruit for adults versus children? Well, it's pretty similar. The, the difference is that children are actually going to burn it up quicker than, than adults, and they are generally more active. But we should have everything in moderation. So I'd always say two to three serves of fruit per day would be would be ideal. And a, a good way to achieve that um, is to – what happens is a lot of – parents or a lot of children eat fruit as part of their main meals and I always say let them focus on the other foods like the protein and the vegetables and keep the fruits for those mid-afternoon or mid-morning snacks wherever possible. Are there fruits and veggies that are better for us than others? So there are every all fruits have different um, health properties or benefits obviously str- uh, things like berries strawberries will be uh, naturally lower in sugar as opposed to a mango and a papaya but when it comes to children the main thing we need to focus on is they're not on paleo diets they're not on ketogenic diets they are on you know, hopefully they're on a diet where they're eating food as close to nature as possible. So what that means is you want to move away from, for example, processed dried fruit snacks, and you want to give them the fruit in its whole beautiful form. So if they love mango, fabulous, but not every single day. So again, it's about rotation and variation. So they're having a lot of different fruits, all the different color groups, and that way you can ensure that they're getting those beneficial properties. And are there some fruits that are best in summer, you know, the local produced food? Always say go for what's in season and go for what's local. We don't want it being imported or coming from overseas because obviously that ups the, you know, the the mold retardants and all the pesticides that are being used. And children are generally eating more fruit per kilogram of body weight than adults. So we do want to look at the pres- uh, the pesticides that are being used on the fruit and, you know, going organic or chemical-free or actually checking out the environmental working group's list of the cleanest fruit and the most sprayed fruit so that you're making sure that your children are getting ones with least amount of pesticide residue. 
What's an okay amount of sweet stuff for a child who's onto solid food? So let's say um, they're fully onto solid food, right. no, no milk, say two yeah. to three years old. So for a toddler, yeah. for a toddler, you'd want your sweet foods to come from na- the fruit that they're eating. And you just want to make sure that not everything they're having is sweetened so that they're not having a breakfast uh, which is sweetened with uh, honey or pureed or stewed fruits all the time, that their lunch is not, again, it's not a sandwich with um, honey and that their dinners are not sweet. You want to actually expand their taste um, framework and get expose them to a range of different sensations. So, for example, yogurt. I always tell my um, moms that come to my Introducing Solids workshop, one of the most precious and beautiful opportunities we have to introduce our babies to sour foods is natural yogurt. There's no need to sweeten yogurt right from the beginning. And if we don't sweeten it, then we see I've got clients, two, three, five, seven-year-olds that they eat their natural yogurt. They, they don't expect it to be sweetened. So it's always about balance, making sure your child's having enough savory food that it's not triggering this natural addiction to everything being sweet. So that's when I'd say, you know, move away from those processed sources. Often they are where all the sugar and sodium is hiding. Um, I do have a homemade tomato sauce in, in my book or just start to teach your children to eat food that's flavored with herbs and spices and olive oil. So it's got, you know, and if you want to sweeten something up and put a bit of sweetness into your cooking, use a natural sweetener, like a squeeze of orange juice or a little bit of maple syrup or good quality honey just to give it, you know, a touch of sweetness. But we really don't want everything that our kids are eating to be loaded with sweeteners. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Mandy Sacher. She's a founder of Wholesome Child. She's a paediatric nutritionist and author of Wholesome Child, a complete nutrition guide and cookbook. And we're talking about fruits and how much sweet things we've just moved on to the sweet things that our children consume, um, which is really hard for parents today, isn't it, Mandy? Because when you look at uh, prepackaged foods, if you're not doing everything from scratch, it seems like you just can't avoid sugar. It seems to be in everything. And yeah, and that's absolutely the problem. And that's when we are looking, you know, myself, nutritionists like myself and other people who are very involved with children's nutrition and education, we've got to get manufacturers to stop loading everything with sugar. We live in a practical, ideal world. And I would never expect myself or my clients or people that come to my workshops to cook everything from scratch. Most of us are hardworking. You know, we get home late and we don't have time. We need to rely on products in our supermarkets that we can really, really trust. So I actually give out shopping guides and shopping lists at my workshops, which are wholesome child endorsed to ensure that they don't have those added sugars. And Siobhan, the good news is that I do feel times are changing. And because there is this kind of global global awareness and consciousness and demand for healthier products for our children. I do believe there are more options in the supermarkets, but you have to learn to read those labels. And that's when the Wholesome Child book can really help because I teach parents how to look for those sugar, uh, those hidden sugar names, sodium, and it's also all the preservatives. And, and now we've got GMOs. So there's so much for parents to yes. get their heads around <laughs> and it can be confusing, but it shouldn't be overwhelming because you've got to start really small. If sugar is the thing you look looking for, then learn to read a nutrition label. And I can assure you that 
On the supermarket shelf, there'll be a yogurt that contains six teaspoons of sugar, and then there'll be another one that contains less than one teaspoon of sugar. And now you can even get those yogurt pouches that have no sugar added, just the natural sugar from from um, from dairy. And, you know, a year ago, you couldn't find those kind of pouches. So I do believe that things are moving in the right direction, but we need to be informed as consumers and as parents. Yes, that is the hard thing. Well, we're heading into Christmas, and... It- a lot of celebrations where you can be taking your kids with you to places and you don't actually get to vet what they're eating as much. Um, what are some ways that we might be able to balance out that sugar overload that comes over the silly season? Yes. So, of course, we know that that sugar overload does happen <laughs> and we've got Halloween around the corner, so we know it's going to be happening. Um, one of the things we can do is fill up our children and make sure they've eaten a good quality, healthy meal before they go to a celebration so they are actually not physically hungry. Make sure they are hydrated. Often thirst mimics hunger, so make sure they've drunk water. Um, that's a, That's always a good idea. When they are little, under the age of two or even one, I would recommend taking some homemade snacks along because they don't know any better and they really don't need that sugar. Um, The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that under the age of two, there is no sugar being given to to young children. But obviously, I mean, I have an eight-year-old, okay, so I know firsthand, and a five-year-old, and there's no chance we're going to go to a party and I'm going to whip out something homemade. They'll be very happy to, oh, black bean brownie, thanks, mom, or quinoa crackles, I'll eat it, and now I'll go and eat the cake as well. (laughs) So, you know, it doesn't really work, but what, what you can do as I mentioned, is beforehand fill them up on a healthy meal and afterwards when they come home, they may be irritable and grumpy and they may be wanting more sugar. That is when you've got to put your foot down and say no more. You know, give them, again, their healthy meal to, to end off their day. And the thing is you can also start to reason with your children. When you go somewhere, you can talk to them about it being sometimes food's going to be on offer and it is appropriate because we do not want to villainize sugar and make it this evil because it's not. There are times when it is appropriate to celebrate and have sweet food, but, you know, we need to reassure our children that we don't need to have too much now because there is going to be another time. And sometimes you can start to negotiate and say, you know, I think it would be good if you just had two very sweet, you know, have a cake and maybe cupcake and they'll kind of bargain you up and you get to a number which you both agree on. And, you know, Siobhan, they're not going to stick to the number. But <laughs> what you're doing is you're creating an awareness that, you know, that I have to start to monitor and self-regulate because we can't, re- we're not always going to be there with our children. They really do have to learn to self-regulate. And that's when after a party, if they're in the car looking a bit green, where you point out, potentially you are not feeling so great because you had 10 cupcakes when mom asked you to stop after two. So they actually start to make that kind of mind-body connection where, oh, I just went to a party, I ate so much sugar, and now I feel like there's a spinning wheel in my head. So you can really start educating them from a young age. And even if they're not going to, you know, listen or, you know, take it on board, with repetition and laying that foundation, it can modify their behaviors and, you know, and help them to make healthier choices. And we also have to look at party hosts. If you are putting on a celebration, we cannot expect a seven-year-old not to indulge when there's a hundred sweet treats and cakes and muffins thrown at them. As party hosts and as a community, I think us parents need to band together and make sure that when we do have our parties, there are healthy treats on offer so that parents can guide their children to something a little bit healthier. And for every sweet treat that we're putting out, 
have a healthy treat, um, have a healthy food. So even if it's a sausage roll or homemade pizza, vegetable platter, sushi rolls, just making sure that there is something substantial which is going to help to balance out those sugar levels. And then all the parents eat it. (laughs) And then all the parents eat it. (laughs) Mandy, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Siobhan. That was Mandy Sacker. She is a paediatric nutritionist and author of Wholesome Child, a complete nutrition guide and cookbook. For more information on Mandy and um, the work that she does, you can head to our website, that's kindling.com.au, and search for Mandy. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.